Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad Podcast for the week of May 20th, 2019. Yes, by now you probably know that Chris and I are, well, uh, we're the the co-kings of the Iron Throne. We promise to lead with humility and humbleness and, uh, I don't know, whatever. We're going to be talking about Bill Murray, talking about Ghostbusters 3. Uh, He may or may not be in the film. We're going to talk about the Ghostbusters video game remastered, uh, Ghostbusters score, Paul Feig is coming to FanFest. So much. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Because as you pointed out, do we want to talk about cereal more? I'm like, I don't <laughs> want to talk about cereal more, but we should at least mention where to find it, I, which is what's talk- an FYE. Well, FYE, we've talked about we talked about it a couple weeks ago that it's like it's an it's a store that's like Suncoast Video that doesn't quite exist right. that much anymore. We did, and but yes. so so when you were like, we need to talk about the cereal, I'm like, dude, I don't. Uh, short of us trying it on the air, I don't know what we're gonna say about the Funkos. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Keep this in the beginning. Hey, kids, find your local F of the three FYEs left in America. They have the Funko cereal. Well, the important part is they have chocolate bars. They have, the yeah, chocolate, they have chocolate bars, and, and that, send that's me thing. It's like I am not driving an hour and a half for a chocolate <laughs> bar that's got a stay puffed wrapper on it. But, but my understanding is they have a website too. Like that's you can actually yeah, legit go yeah. buy it off the website. Well, in so. the, the Funko cereal, you can also get through games. You can get the is it the Slimers through GameStop and Stay Puffed is through Fye or is it? Vice yeah, I versa? think so. But no, no, Fye is is Stay Puffed. Yeah, um, I like I like somebody pointed out. There's no marshmallows. How did they miss that? It's like they didn't miss it. It's Funko. They never yeah, had marshmallows. <laughs> that adds that adds money to the product. Let's yeah, not exactly. Do that. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, it, it's it's funny. Like right, I right. thought, oh god, we're gonna talk about the cereal, we're gonna talk about the chocolate bars. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, and now all of a sudden the rundown is full, <laughs> <laughs> groaning under the weight. <laughs> and yeah, and and to the point where I I was like, oh, that won't be our top news item, and then all of a sudden it became the top news item, and so I've shuffled things before we even started recording here. I but, know. Uh, I don't have the update, so I'm just going to follow your lead. No, well, and all I'm going to do is I want to talk about uh, the Erwin Winkler interview on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast because you listened to it and I listened to it, and we both took something entirely different out of it. Oh, I I took uh, <laughs> the the very first question that Gilbert asks him. He's like, "All right, Erwin." I want to know, and I was at the bank t- uh, turning in my residual check, and the lady behind the counter goes, what the hell does a producer do? <laughs> and Erwin <and Aaron> Winkler <laughs> goes into it, and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. This is this is exactly what I wanted to hear now. And I completely glossed over the thing that you caught on to <laughs> in that particular show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm remiss in my Ghostbusters nerddom. I, I didn't even catch that. What? So what was it he mentioned... The scene uh, from so what's his name uh, from Law and Order? Help me out here. 
You're talking about Jerry Orbach? It's Jerry Orbach. Jerry, Thank okay, you very much. Right. Like, just like, completely left my brain. So yeah. Jerry Orbach, who I guess played uh, mob-adjacent, if not fully implicated, mobster Joseph Gallo. I guess he played him in a yeah. movie. And in doing so, you know, got to meet him and befriended him. And they became good friends in, in that way where... Gallo didn't care about uh, acting in, in Hollywood, and Orbach just didn't want to know about the other stuff, I guess. And uh, the one particular evening, they were out uh, partying or whatever, and the Orbachs went home. They passed on going with Joseph to Umberto's Clam House, uh, at which point he got out of his car, him and his uh, his lady, and I guess some of his, his posse or whatever the mobsters call it, uh, and uh, they got whacked, which is another mobster term because I know all this stuff, right? <laughs> he got You're whacked. You're a member of the family, yeah. So Erwin Winkler's uh, passing it on as this, you know, wonderful bit of, you know, Hollywood lore that the Orbox missed getting whacked as well by uh, by a single God, decision. What a crazy thing. But uh, what immediately struck me, I was like, oh yeah, Umberto's clan house, because in doing the shot on sight and all that. It's uh, in the montage. Uh, the Ecto goes screaming uh, away, like around a corner from the camera, and it's oh. passing Umberto's Clam House. And I remember going, I'm going to New York soon. I want to go see it. It's been gone forever. Like, I mean, if, I if mobsters were killed there, it makes sense killed that there. it was yeah, not. It uh, didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it was this nice little thing where, again, it, what 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 pleased me about it is in much the same way that I watch movies and my brain goes Ghostbuster logo, Ghostbuster logo, or if I'm you know wandering a store, Ghostbusters logo. Like I just at a hundred paces, I can spot the Ghostbusters logo. I'm listening to this this uh, legend of Hollywood uh, uh, film <laughs> share this anecdote. And he made a story of a mobster getting like shot down in the streets. And my brain goes, that's in the Ghostbusters movie. Was, I'm like, yeah, well, thank your, you, brain. Your, your spidey sense was tingling and I didn't even, <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that. And in fact, I think that was probably part of the, the interview that I maybe was driving and paying attention to the road or something. I don't know. I, I was, totally missed that's it, one of the better episode ones. Yeah. Too. We're in Winkler is a, is one of the few times genuinely, I, I hope they bring him back because yeah, they got to. The tip of the ice cream. I mean, the, like I knew the name instantly because he's Rocky, right? Yeah, like he's, he's Rocky, the guy who got Raging Rocky Bull. off the and ground. They didn't talk right. a little bit about that, but he like they start off by talking about the Al Pacino movie Revolution, and, and, like, <laughs> and I think uh, at one point he's like, "Oh, this is probably the first interview I've ever had uh, where Revolution was the first question." Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Fra- Frank apologizes uh, profusely as, as Frank always does, but. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so it was, yeah, uh, it's all, a good one. All, always fun to have those those correlations to Ghostbusters and the crazy things that you do on a daily basis. But um, all right, well, uh, let's see. Before we hop into the news, do you want to talk about the patches came in? Um, they did, and they're they're really awesome. I was I'm very happy with them. I was actually thinking I was like, man, I wonder if Chris can send me one of those, and maybe I can sew it onto a jacket or something before we we head down. But uh, it's there. I don't know if you guys have seen them on our social media, but there, uh, Chris came up with this wonderful idea to do a Larry King knockoff, uh, to become the official, uh, interdimensional cross rip, uh, podcast, uh, patch. And, uh, it's, it's very, it's representative of us being old crusty dudes and also being on our radio talking onto into mics. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I will tell you right now, uh, I sent it off. It came back. It's beautiful. And then, like all graphic artists, I found the one thing that's bugging me now. Oh, no. No, no, it's okay. We can okay. live with it. It's not that big of it's a deal. It's not like a uh, reject uh, all of the order uh, kind of thing. No. A couple of things. Like, I tried to keep the 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 color of the stitching down and stuff like that. Like, I tr- tried to streamline it. And they uh, the red, they which was supposed to be kind of like a, a wine for his sweater vest, is was actually ended up being a lot closer to the red that they did to the to the the no circle and all that right. little things like that. But yeah. I'm like, ah, that's fine. Yeah, and the next uh, run maybe we can always yeah. But what's bugging me is I'm looking at the cigarette going. Why didn't I just put a couple of lines at the end to make it look like it was burning down? <laughs> that's and that's the thing that's going to bug me now. That's all but, right. Uh, but as somebody pointed out, I it's some um, it's a moogly patch with a cigarette. You don't see many. <laughs> That's also true. We're we're not condoning or promoting the use of cigarette, but it's in order to make it read as Larry King, like you had sent me the cigarette with the open hand and I was like, well, and he needs the mic. Like we need to have him hold the mic. Otherwise people are going to be like, who's the old man smoking a cigarette? Is that Christopher Walken? Yeah. Well, it's a fantastic test of of fandom actually, because I have friends who I know have seen the movie, but they're not super hardcore. And they were like, I don't get the reference. Meanwhile, and, and why would they? Because literally... What I've put in is he's holding a cigarette in his right hand as he leans into a microphone, <laughs> and we see him from three quarters behind. Yeah. We never see any real good look at, at Larry King's uh, face in this movie, uh, mostly because at the time, Larry King was not a face. Larry King was a voice in New York. Yeah, yeah. So it was fine to just show him from three quarters in a, a radio studio talking because that's what people would recognize. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I have friends going, I don't get it. And then Ghostbuster fans are like, I get it. I'm like, see, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Cigarette, microphone, sweater vest, everybody's on board. <laughs> I showed it to Kelly. Kelly's like, why'd you guys make a Larry King patch? I don't understand. <laughs> like, she got that it was Larry King, but she didn't understand. Like, That's fine. Right. That's, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm very much with, uh, I very much like the, the, the crypto the crypto jokes, inside yeah, jokes for yeah. I like the ones that only the 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 inside. We now live in an era where even the nerddom stuff is very overt and people get it right, like Mario mashup shirts, and most everybody gets it sort of thing. Oh, I, those I, are in a meeting the other day. I made an Infinity Gauntlet reference, and I was thinking to myself, I ten years ago I would have been looked at with dumb glazed over <laughs> stares, dumb, like. Yeah infinity stones what what are you talking about but now uh it's everybody knows i mean again going back to us being spoiled brats uh in nerddom here that uh every common joe knows about thanos and uh the infinity gauntlet now and uh i don't know yeah it's it's a different time it's It's a different time we live in one of my favorite shirts is the one with the uh answer the calls uh hot dog house (laughs) because That is yeah. that flies so under the radar with the mainstream. Yeah, what's with the house and the oh, whatever? Uh, it's probably okay. it's probably some like food truck that I don't know about. But oh, it so should should be. Yeah, uh, I'm hot playing dog a, house. A, I'm playing a miniatures uh, tank game with some buddies, and we're putting trying to put together. It's a, a fictional uh, conventional warfare World War Three in the '80s. Okay, all right. It's a game called Team Yankees. Some people may have heard it or whatever, but you could. They're like, here, set up your your eighties, you know, America town where the Russians are rolling. It's like Red Dawn with tanks in some ways and all that. So, oh, I so need to make like a food truck with uh, a 
hot dog house. Hot dog on house. It. Yeah. Oh. Actually, uh, I may need to go one step further and actually open up a food truck called Hot Dog House. I, I'm, well, I'm hoping. Yeah, maybe at Fan Fest, that's going to be our our uh, our hot dog uh, food truck. But um, anyway, uh, anyway, that, that ties into what I thought was going to be the top news item, and in fact, will it's not be. Not. Yeah. So. Um, oh, uh, we should wrap it up by saying, um, oh, if pa- you're hearing this, yes. Uh, pay attention to the Ghostbusters patch and pin, uh, trading Facebook group. I don't think I'll do it on mine. Um, <laughs> I did the PC ones. They were very popular and, uh, <laughs> I need to kind of keep it under control this time. So I think I'm just going to do it on the patch and pins and yeah, I'm only limited, very limited. We have to say, cause we didn't, you didn't run that many of them. So, no, uh, I, yeah. well, there's a hundred of them. I can tell people that right now and I suspect they'll be very popular and we'll make more, but I did the run and I kind of want my money back so I can spend it at FanFest. So, uh, uh, a limited number are gonna, are gonna go up and then you and I are going to split the rest. Yeah. And then we'll have them at FanFest because I know a lot of people wanted to trade them. And uh, like the Circle City guys uh, showed off their awesome glow in the dark patch, and they're like, ah. Uh, they, they, they took our words to heart uh, last week where you were like, well, I'll trade if it's cool, but if, if it's, it's not cool. <laughs> I feel bad about that, but at the end of the day, yeah, I just. I can't, I don't have, a, I don't have a quilt of patches. I'm not going to have a quilt of patches, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but no more to the point. We're going to be meeting, uh, uh, friends we've never met before from around the world. And it'd be nice to, you know, have some, some swag. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Alaska Ghostbusters. I want that awesome Inuit, uh, patch, but yeah, anyway, I know, right. Um, so. all right, well, let's, uh, let's hop into the news. Cause I don't want to delay anymore because I know everybody's like, get to it, get to it. I know what you guys are going to talk about. Just talk about it. So. Here it is with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. So, Mr. Stewart, uh, please disre- disregard your rundown, the one that I sent you earlier today. Oh, good. Uh, where we were gonna, where we were gonna talk about this item out of the gate, and then um, no, we're gonna mean, change it. You mean the only one I have that I'm looking at now? All right. <laughs> yeah. Fine. So, uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Um, because I haven't gotten to play it in a while, we're gonna jump into uh, Ghostbusters 2020 chat. Here we go. Good evening. I'm Troy Benjamin, and I'm Chris Stewart, and I'm Troy Benjamin, and this is Ghostbusters 2020. From the Crossrip Studios around the world and into your ears, the news items that may or may not have touched your life. This is Ghostbusters 2020 with Chris Stewart and Troy Benjamin. Yes, it is the question, the comments, the interview, the IndieWire article that has been heard around the world. Uh, that we do have to talk about here right at the top of the show because I know uh, if we if we buried it where I thought it was going to be, uh, everybody's going to be really angry at us. So uh, we have reorganized nah. things and we will be talking about the uh, the Cannes Film Festival interview with Mr. Bill Murray and I don't, Chris, was it us or was it Yes Have Some? I, I, my mind is all muddy and everything blends together, but somebody, I think it was maybe Yes Have Some, was saying, like, isn't it weird that Bill Murray hasn't said anything about this new movie yet. Like, isn't he always like the first one that's asked if you're going to be involved, if you're going to yeah. do anything. And then 
And now that I'm now that I'm saying it out loud, I know it was yes, have some because I think uh, <laughs> the response was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. I wonder if that's on purpose. Uh, but I kind of knew in the back of my head that um, you know the the Cannes Film Festival was right around the corner, um, and of course, uh, Bill, the movie that we've talked about, The Dead Don't Die, uh, was going to be premiering there. So I had a feeling he'd be doing press, and I had a feeling that he would be making comments about Ghostbusters and. Um, I, I didn't quite think it was going to cause the stir that it caused this week. So, um, that's probably why I put it like on page two of the rundown and I'm moving it up to page one now. Um, but yes, Bill Murray was asked about Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters and, uh, he was very positive and I mean, this is sort of the new Bill Murray. This is the, uh, Bill Murray looking back on his life, uh, with different eyes, with some perspective on it, perspective, some wisdom. This is also the legacy Bill Murray too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is, and, and there was actually quite a bit in this. I mean, it was a short IndieWire article. It was only like four or five paragraphs, but, um, so IndieWire asks him, you know, if, if he's going to be in the, the Jason Reitman Ghostbusters, and of course he doesn't answer yes or no flat out, but he does say that, you know, that franchise paid for my son's college. So I, I owe a lot to it. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I love, and I'm actually going to read it verbatim here if you don't mind, Chris, because this nope. is, I, I feel like Bill prepped this, like, it's like he pre-wrote it and committed it to memory, but he said, We made this thing. We are the caretakers of it. It is a great thing, and it was a really fun movie to make. It's a real movie with some really funny stuff in it. They're wonderful people. He's talking about Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Harold Ramis, Rick Rannis, Annie Potts. They're some of the coolest people, and they have had real careers. They treat people well. They really understand what it is to be a movie actor, and it's a complete collaboration. Um, and, And then he goes on to talk about how he he loved that collaboration on the original film on the 1984 Ghostbusters. It kind of reminded me of when you were talking to Rick Moranis, um, his comments about, you know, I loved making the original movie because I felt like I was a part of it. I felt like my input was taken. I was like, I was writing my scenes and I was involved creatively. Um, and, uh, the comments that I get from Bill Murray sound kind of in that similar vein that he loves that original movie. And he's looking back on it saying that was one of the best times that I've had in my career. And, and granted, I think at that point in time, he was more interested in doing other things like razor's edge and, and furthering his career elsewhere. Um, so now that he's looking back in it, uh, and it's, it's kind of made this impact on it. It's, it's kind of it's kind of fun to see. I mean, fun to see is just maybe making it a little too uh, surface level meniscus here, but uh, I, I love this. And and so basically what he's saying in so many words is he's open to Jason's uh, movie. Um, he's, yeah. he hasn't been asked. He said, I'll do it if I'm asked to do it. And uh, that's, that's kind of where he lies. Which the world immediately took to mean he's, definitely in it (laughs) he's being fitted as we speak uh, yeah which is why it's the number one news item now is because so no it's not bill confirming that he's in the movie the good news is that it's bill saying that he's not completely opposed to it whereas uh you remember 1988 he was talking about sure i'll do it if it's called the last of the ghostbusters and i die like just get me the hell out of this franchise Um, Uh, interesting uh, side note um i I don't know if he's decided to take a break because of the noise or if he's off doing something, but Peter McNichol, 
um, who bid us adieu on Twitter today for a while. Uh, a couple of days ago, somebody asked him about the new movie, to which he said, I think I'm, I've am i grown out of that role, yeah. which was a very polite way of saying it. Unless, you know, I died and I was my ghost and they busted me. And I was like, that's been done already, Peter. Shame <laughs> on you. But anyways. Uh, but but also that's fantastic. I would love to see a Janos ghost. <laughs> Janos ghost. Yeah, exactly. My God, I don't. Oh. I don't care, Peter. I don't care if you've grown out of that role. Just show up for five seconds, or I, show us the Vigo painting next to like Janos stuck in a painting, and then never explain why. Uh, yeah, or or the Vigo painting, and then this this ghostly apparition next to him going, "Oh, command me," and then we're done. That's all I need that's, to see. That's all we need to see. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so, uh, so Mr. Murray, yes, uh, the good news is that he's, um, he's interested. He, he will be involved if he's asked and, uh, and, and that's a wonderful thing. I mean, the good news again, and it's coming up in the next news item here for Ghostbusters 2020 is that everybody is, is really looking back on this with some reverence for the original film. And I think that's exactly what has to be done. We, we need to be respectful of the original film. We need to, if we want to recapture that lightning in a bottle, we have to find a way to, channel the creative energy and everything that's behind that and hearing bill in this mind space talking about it's a collaboration and they valued my input and i was working with the coolest nicest group of people um which maybe you know 35 years now of making other films and having to deal with other personalities has really put in perspective with him as well um i i loved it i mean he did bring up that he was in the Paul Feig uh, Ghostbusters answer the call because he also wanted to support them. It wasn't that he, I don't, he, 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 uh, hold on, let me find it in the rundown because he's like, I knew if I said no, how did he phrase it? Oh yeah. I knew if I said no, that it was, it was like saying that I didn't support the movie. So he went and he showed up so that he could support them because he supports them as people. Um, and he's like, so I would do uh, so I did that one and I would do this next one, um, which I, it's funny after all of that wonderful uh, pre-scripted sounds like it's PR speak, but it's Bill Murray. So you know that it's not. Um, and then he says, yeah, I did that one. So I guess I do this one, too. Uh, it's kind of him throwing the joke in there uh, at the same time. But yeah. uh, and, and that's the quote that everybody picked up on. That was uh you know, yet yes, have some's Instagram post was uh, I did that one. I'll do this next one. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, the other thing that I liked about this, Chris, was the the Coca Cola tangent. Yes, <laughs> which uh, kind of it, it's a good segue into uh, maybe the next thing that we can talk about briefly. But yeah, so if you read the full article on IndieWire, he does talk about how the one thing that annoyed him about the '84 Ghostbusters was when uh, people who were not part of the creative vibe would show up on set. Uh, and he specifically called out the 25 Coca-Cola representatives who showed up on set. And he's like, you can feel them out. You know that they don't belong. Like they, they suck the energy out of the room the minute that they show up. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's like, I know it's a necessary evil, but they're just not part of the process, man. Uh, which... Uh, Reverend Bill Murray uh, gives way to the still rebellious uh, 1975 <laughs> Bill Murray. Uh, so well, I, I I do like the the Yankee pulled on them, uh, which was they went over to be 
the friendly stars and talk to the suits and then didn't let them go for 40 minutes, at which point even then the suits did the math and went, there are 250 people standing around getting paid <laughs> by us while these guys talk. We will leave now and never return. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like as I was reading this, the subtext is that it had to have been that day here in Los Angeles at fire station 23 when they were filming in the garage bay. And that's when you see a lot of Coke cans specifically placed toward the camera lens. So you know that the Coke rep was on set for that particular shoot. Uh, and, and you know that that's what they were doing. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, so yeah, I mean, uh, good news, Bill Murray, not opposed to it. And I think that's what we can take away from this. It's not that Bill Murray is, officially signed on again this is kind of like the sigourney weaver news from last week that um knows sigourney is not officially signed on to the movie but uh it's it would be nice if she's if she's in the film and i'm sure that in in due time we will be getting these announcements uh if these people are involved uh, in an official capacity so um yeah stay tuned uh, so speaking of Coca-Cola and our corporate overlords, uh, and, uh, commerce and merchandising and all that, that, that stuff, uh, Jason Reitman was at Funco headquarters, uh, this past week. And, uh, he, he posted onto his Instagram, uh, the like movie marquee that they have, I guess, as you enter their offices, I've, I've you've been there, right, Chris, I've never been yeah. there. Is that outside or is that inside? Where is that marquee at? The marquee is outside. It's the um, the ground floor of the building. Is uh, they've been growing. So my impression is, looking around, they've actually occupied two buildings or one and a bit buildings. Well, they have to have grown. Yeah, exponentially. Uh, yeah, but the bottom floor of the main one uh, is where they have their uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the company store sort of thing. You, yeah, actually, you can actually walk in off the store or whatever. No, no, yeah. it's not an employee store. You can walk in off the street and uh, buy wonderful Funko products. Uh, uh. It's it's a massive Funko store. Uh, and yeah, it's got this fantastic uh, window display and yeah, it's got the marquee outside. Um, yeah, and, and kind of an interesting tradition now that, because uh, I remember right before Answer the Call started filming, uh, Paul Feig was uh, at Funko and I think they even... That, that's when they gave him his Paul Feig uh, Funko pop. Uh, mm. But um, so, yeah, so he's, he's at Funko headquarters. The marquee out there says, welcome Jason Reitman. Um, I, I think this is probably gearing up for, you know, production start. He's probably uh, taking a look at some product uh, before production. Um, also, we have to be mindful that the licensing expo is on June 4th and 6th, which you've print, you've pointed out uh, a few yeah. times, Chris. So it's like licensing expo is the 4th through the 6th, and then FanFest is the 7th and the 8th. Um, so good, good chance that products are being prepared for announcement uh, as we speak, and we'll, we'll get some insight on that soon. It has to be, yeah, it has to be pointed out as well. It could be multitasking as well. Funko now operates in the realm of uh, there's no beanie baby top out for Funko. Yeah, that's because true. Because every item is related to another property that people love. So while you, you know, if it's Harry Potter, you're going to produce tens of thousands of them. You know, if it's, uh, well, they're doing, you know, they're doing runs of stuff that are very niche and you're kind of like, how are they not bankrupting themselves? Well, they're not. They're just, again, doing spreadsheet math of, we have the factory set up pumping these things out. We have the process. 
we can quite literally make a low number run. Like you said, they made how many of Paul Feig? Like, and they've done that for several directors and, and stars and all that. So somebody joked, maybe he's there. They talked to them about the Juno uh, Funko Pops and was like, <laughs> yeah, you may think it's funny and you may be absolutely right at the exact same it's, time. They, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> that he, will pro- he will probably be talking to them about multiple things. Ghostbusters among them, sure, but uh, you well, know, they what did, else? Uh, what was the 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 Vince Vaughn what's it movie dodgeball or whatever like they produced figures for that that is not a movie that you and to be fair half the them ended up in dollar stores and stuff like that but again they've done the math right they don't care that they get dumped they they they're 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 banking on you know what I mean they're banking on the the things hitting and and you know so they're doing everything transformers yeah. ghostbusters they're, uh, they're star wars for every property and i mean our yeah. dollar store is uh completely filled with gotham uh funko pops yep. right now so if, if you're looking for gotham pops hit up a 99 cent store but but the um, point is is that there's no upper limit of what they can make because as long as they don't overextend themselves in terms of production it works out. They'll just keep making selling. more. Everybody's yeah. buying them. Um, and even like when you go to uh, collector's places now, they have their special Funko sections. Uh, so yep. um, yeah, Beanie, Beanie Baby is actually a great uh, analogy. I, I haven't thought about that. but I thought they were going to flop early on because they were getting super saturated like Beanie Babies did. The only difference is, is a Beanie Baby is... It's 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 a own thing. Look, it's a teddy bear with a cute name, and after a while, people are like, eh, "Okay, sure, yeah, okay. it's a bear with a name." I've got the uh, the flags of the world beanie babies. I've got the yeah, like what yeah, do you do? Where, where yeah. as opposed, Funko is like, here, this one's Elvira, and a hundred people in the world go, "I'll take one," you know, like yeah, <laughs> or a thousand done. people or whatever it is. Um, it's probably more than that. Heck, if, well, I don't and, even and know if they made an Elvira stuff, like, one, but if they did, I want one. So. Yeah, I mean, and they've got the the larger format ones in Target stores that are exclusives, and uh, yeah. Funko's—they've figured it out. Funko knows they've, what they're doing. So yeah, and well, they've gone sideways too because now they got three or four different side products that are not styled like the Funko Pops. Trying to, if you do not like the aesthetic of the Funko Pops, why don't you get a Dorbs? <clears throat> or if yeah. you know, if you don't like that, how about these? Um, <clears throat> if you if you don't want if you think everything we've offered so far is a little too kiddie. Like the, uh, the, the dodgeball I mentioned was also had the, um, what do they call them? Pop vinyls or pop sugar, pop sugar, pop sugar, vinyl sugar, whatever. W- was it Funko? Vinyl sugar sounds terrible, but was uh, Funko anyways. doing the, the react, uh, figures, the, the like Kenner knockoffs, like they started with the alien figures and was that oh, Funko? Yeah. Quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, they're also doing a line of, uh, like reimagined uh, DC, like savage DC characters and things like that. Like they're just all over the place. Yeah, uh, Funko knows what's up. They knows yeah. what's up. So no, no real idea why Jason Reitman was there. But as you pointed out, trade show coming. Um, yeah, and and he'll be in the midst of uh, pre production slash production slash fan fest in the middle of of all of this stuff. So he's probably trying to pre approve whatever he can, uh, and which is interesting because yeah. given their whole thing about rolling out things on a timetable, I don't know if we'll see anything from the new movie at the licensing show. To be honest, I or or at least maybe closing deals. That I mean, maybe there will be announcements at the licensing show. Announcements, uh, maybe yes, we don't see but stuff, but we've got no. like Funko is a, a partner or whatever. Um, yeah, 
So that's that's also a possibility too, is they were uh, hammering out the press details or, or th- something like that. But but Anyways. stay tuned. I mean, it was just a, a photo on his Instagram, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Like Eric, I couldn't Stuber even find it Francois. by the way. Oh, you can't? No, I went to look. I didn't see it. It's uh, very it was strange. In his story. It was in his Instagram story. Oh, those Instagram stories. Um, that's probably but, what I mean, it is. Like his his heads of production are already in Calgary. Uh, Eric Steelberg posted a photo from from Calgary uh, today. So it's you know stuff stuff is moving forward. Which uh, for those of you that don't think that this actually exists and uh, could crumble at any moment, uh, it's full steam ahead, man. Uh, yeah, Stuff's basically. Happening. So um, and speaking of things happening, uh, you pointed out uh, on uh, the I think the proton charging uh, Twitter was the first place I saw it, Chris. But it <laughs> should have just gone to the IMDb because that's where it was. Uh, exclusive. Um, exclusive. No, it, it's you have to do it all caps. Exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Uh, Arian Tutin, uh, who is a creature designer, makeup effects person with a, a huge pedigree in Hollywood. Even though you probably haven't heard his name, you have seen his work because he has designed a million things that you're familiar with. He worked, uh, in Stan Winston's studio. Uh, he worked for Rick Baker. Um, he did, uh, pan's labyrinth for which I believe he won an Oscar. Um, mm. but, uh, so that, you know, the creature design makeup effects in, in that movie. Um, and he's, I mean, he's designed for like the rings movies. Um, he, he has like a very kind of macabre, uh, a horror perspective on creature design, which uh, is very, uh, very cool. But anyway, so he uh, has apparently signed up for uh, Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters as well for makeup effects and creature design um, or animatronic creature design. Isn't that what yes. it says on the IMDb? So that's even more uh, eyebrow raising, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so that's, that's pretty cool. And it, it kind of gives us a sense of where they're headed with the creatures this time around. Uh if you look at his work, um, you can you can definitely pull from that. Uh, it's like two degrees of Steve Johnson, like uh, sk- skeletons and uh, terrifying looking things. Uh, that's kind of his his forte. So that's that's cool. I, I'm I'm excited about that particular one. Hey guys, John from Chicago calling in. Getting ready for FanFest. I'm definitely stealing a page from Mr. Chris Stewart, so thank you. Uh, I'm going to make a work shirt with my uh, name badge and uh, a patch. So uh, thanks for the inspiration. I know you've talked about that at various times, but uh, I don't have a full get-up. I don't have a full uniform. I don't have a proton pack, so I figure this is the closest thing. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Have a great one, and uh, hopefully see you all at FanFest. Take care. Hi. Uh, so I was just calling about Maurice Lamarche, uh, and sorry, Maurice Lamarche, and uh, the upcoming Ghostbusters FanFest. Uh, so I ran into him this past weekend at Comic-Palooza in Houston, um, and he, oh my gosh, so nice. He's so nice. We got, I got to talk to him briefly about being EGOT, and so it was really fun. Um, but anyway, I mentioned Ghostbusters Fest to him, FanFest, and... He was really excited about it. He said Arsenio Hall wouldn't be able to make it because apparently Arsenio plans things out like a you know year in advance or something, so he wouldn't be seeing Arsenio because of that. But he was excited about meeting like up with Dave Coulier and stuff. So it was a really cool conversation. Um, but yeah, he was at Comic Collision Houston this past weekend and uh, uh, the <laughs> Upper Mother's Day. So um, I just 
wanted to let y'all know what he said because I was like, oh, have a couple minutes with him. So, um, this is Brianna from uh, Katy, Texas, and I just uh, like to say I enjoy listening to your podcast. I just recently discovered it, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, thank you. Bye. Hey guys, uh, Lyndon Memphis. I just saw where they announced on the internet that uh, Paul Feig is going to be at the uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest coming up. I also looked at the comments, right? Lord. See you on the other side, guys. Yeah, so the uh, surprise news this week was that uh, Wizard World Fan Fest announced that Paul Feig will be joining uh, Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Uh, this this uh, is kind of surprising to me. I say surprise announcement because I didn't think... I mean, not that I didn't think Paul Feig would want to be involved, but I just I thought, you know, it, he doesn't have to subject himself to this torment of being in front of the fanboy public eye again um and so i'm I'm thinking good on the dude for uh sucking it up and and being a part of this because he is he and the movie are a huge part of this franchise and i know a lot of people were thinking why isn't answer the call really represented at fan fest so well here's your answer paul will be doing a director's kind of visionaries panel uh with jason reitman and ivan reitman uh, on Saturday, and they're going to be talking about the challenges of directing a, a Ghostbusters film, probably giving Jason some pointers, I would imagine, <laughs> knowing that he's <laughs> either having going to be starting or already started uh, production on his film at that point. But um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's, I think it's something cool for the answer the call fans. I think it's also kind of unfortunate that it has brought some people out of hibernation out of nowhere, which we mm. don't really need to talk about that much. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's classy. I think it's cool that Paul's going to be there. He, he could have put his head in the sand and been like, yeah, whatever ghostbusters, but he's, he's not doing that. I think that's cool. I think as somebody pointed out the, what's really great about it is it, it cements, it cements answer the call in much the same way that RGB and EGB exists, which is yeah. if you consider the first two movies and then this third one coming a, a, primary straight line for the franchise there are all these adjacent things that you know add to it more or less depending on your tastes as a a human being sort of thing yeah but throwing and and as much as some people think otherwise uh they're incorrect because it's a very narrow and uh selfish worldview different strokes for different folks right like it's some people really a lot of people really responded to answer the call so you don't throw it out and i say that as somebody that went through a solid decade of most people just not bothering with extreme ghostbusters and when you know those there were a lot of people who watched it and loved it sort of thing and now it is what it is it it, you know people are cosplaying egb uh people ask will we see figures you know action figures and toys like when will we see some more merch people get excited when they get their own one shot at idw sort of thing right like yeah yeah you don't you don't you don't just ignore it like that's that's weird like it's it's very very strange so it's it's nice that for all the complicated fan culture around answer the call that would make it a little uh 
well, God, it'd be awkward under the best of circumstances. <laughs> but for a group that decides that three and three weeks, five days translates into two weeks, um, <laughs> it's uh, it's um, it would have been absolutely nightmarish to try to organize. You know, also in a year when really what we're supposed to be doing is celebrating the franchise as a whole and and getting excited about next year, right? Yeah, next year. Well, so, and also looking back on 84, which I, I understand. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there was messaging in FanFest's part for Answer the Call because I think that they had been trying to make this the anniversary celebration of the original exactly. film. So uh, but I, you I and I have talked about as, No, yeah. you and I have talked about this at the beginning, though. The answer, the anniversary for the first one. An- anniversaries for the other ones kind of operate on their own, but anniversaries for the first one are not complete unless you're you bring a little something from everything along for the ride because you know from from the one acorn the mighty oak grew right so uh, I think this is this is this was a real nice uh, balance Um, is that the man who you know directed it made made the uh, some fairly uh, bold decisions about how he was going to proceed with the movie and got it done uh Credit where credit due. Yeah. All to all you Game of Thrones petition signers out there. Yeah, what's uh, your CV? Pass. Uh, yeah. Pass. pass. But my point is, is that he he you know he from from start to finish he he got got it made and yeah he's gonna come now and it's and this is the thing like it'd be so weird to to have two of the three guys who directed Ghostbusters movies talking about Ghostbusters movies, right? Like, I think this is, I like this. This is a nice yeah, balance that I think he can. Well, and, and you, you and I were talking offline, you know, before we started recording and, and you had brought up an excellent point that I think it's good for Paul to be there with f- flesh and blood human beings talking to him um, where they will, <laughs> they will be more human in their interactions with him and they will speak their minds, uh, in more, uh, uh, more or less, uh, <laughs> natural, nice, pleasant, uh, gentle tones. Um, yeah. it, it'll be probably, I feel like it'll be good for Paul to be there among fans again and, and to get the, the love and the, um, and, and kind of the positive energy, uh, as opposed to what he gets online, and that's pretty much all he gets now, right now, from the fans, is that yeah. the the vitriol and the he he mentions that he's proud of the movie, and then he gets twenty people who say yeah, whatever, everything that that we have gotten from posting this news, uh, not yeah, not within like twelve hours of of doing so, and we started getting f- the same stuff. There's but, a few people that expressed concern of you know to to paraphrase things getting ugly with him being there and i'm like no uh, not in a crowd no not it's, in a crowd and also not not up on stage where uh, ivan and jason are consummate professionals there's not going to be uh no. well here paul is what you did wrong with your film they're, come on they're never going to do that they're never going to do that they're never going to and and people from the crowd uh it well It'll be a crowd. It'll be self-regulating in a way that the internet cannot self-regulate. And as pe- and even if somebody did, you know, like, like, like somebody was like, I'm afraid they'll throw things at him. Nobody's going to throw anything. And no. even if they did, you're on the Sony lot. You've you've just <laughs> kissed hundreds of dollars goodbye because you're yeah. about to get bounced out of the fan fest. Nobody's going to do anything like that. I, um, I, I, I will feel, say, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
uh, I think Paul Feig is imminently huggable. I, th- I think he. I think he's down for it. I've seen him hug people. That man has <laughs> hugged people in photos. It's true. Now don't 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 no no ninja hugs, no ambushing. But Mr. Paul Feig would be okay <laughs> if I gave you a hug. He'd say yes. I bet you. Please ask these people's permission before you hug them. It's going to be hot in June, and everybody's going to be sweaty. And yeah, uh, my concern yeah. is I may have to put my money where my mouth is, and I may have to be giving out hugs. And I haven't really thought <laughs> that hard about how much of a hugger I am. So that is pretty funny because you called that out. I, I, I mentioned <laughs> I had a couple copies of the Ecto Manual that I was going to bring if anybody wanted to buy them, and you were like, uh, "Yeah, hug him." He he doesn't and I was like no oh no I don't I don't want to hug <laughs> Don't turn the tables on this now toward me <laughs> Handshakes Handshakes Handsha- all around Yeah handshakes I I mean I'm not opposed to hugging but again I know that I'm I'm going to be self-conscious of my pit sweat from being outside in 90 degree LA weather uh but what movie am I thinking of All I can hear is the line I can't see a picture so I don't know what movie it is but Eh, hugging. All right. Uh, it'll come to me in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I'll tweet well, it when I figure it out. Yeah, anyway. some, somebody will say. But uh, so anyway, so yeah, FanFest, uh, Paul Feig will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, cleaning up the town, uh, the Buenos have announced hey! that it will finally be premiering at FanFest. And we kind of... Hey, hey, hey. We had a good bet. We had a yeah, good we felt like that, that was. One. When they mentioned documentaries and all we had heard about was that uh, the Who You Gonna Call Ray Parker Jr. Uh, doc was going to show some footage. It was like, okay, mm, there's got to be, it's got to be cleaning up the town. So this was, uh, it, it's kind of nice. And they are at the Cannes Film Festival uh, as we're recording this week, which is yes. uh, a wonderful as well. Um, so, so good news for the Buenos. They do have a distributor. Um, they're at the Cannes Film Festival. They're doing the world premiere at FanFest. Uh, so it's only a matter of time. If you are not going to FanFest, it sounds like you will be able to see this film uh, sooner than later. And if you are uh, a Kickstarter backer, I've seen them uh, saying on their social media pages that they are working on fulfilling all of those orders now that they've got the distributor in uh-huh. hand too. So, uh, so yeah, stay, stay. I mean, I know it, you've been yeah. patient for how many years? Like <laughs> Over keep, continue being patient. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it's uh, funny how quickly it came together too. Like as of, I want to say like even a month ago, this was not happening. Like I was talking to them and at the time I was, I was just telling them like, can you invent like a meeting with ghost core so you can write off the flight or something like, come on out, please. Yeah. Uh, and it, he was, he, he just didn't know. And then in, at the time, I believe they were in, in retrospect, it sounds like at that time they were talking to their distributor and once the distributor thing got sorted, that's when things started moving fast. Yeah. And I'd like, to, I'd like to, I can't remember the name of their distributor, but uh, uh, Q. Q. Thing. K-E-W, yeah. Uh, a round of applause for them, because I suspect that a lot of this is them going, uh, okay, we're taking to Cannes, and, you know, he probably mentioned FanFest, and they're like, yes, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Press will be there. Go, go, go. Like, it's, I, I think, uh, you know, I think... In a space of one month, we went from 
don't know when we're going to get to see it. And gosh, it would have been nice to see Anthony, but it doesn't sound like he's coming to. Yay, they're coming. Yeah, we yeah. will be having drinks at the cocktail party and the yeah, movie will be and done. the movie and yeah, it's it's uh, it's one. And I'm, I can't wait to see that movie because, you know, I, I, I was privy to early uh, cuts of it and I haven't seen anything in, in a long time. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how they, they sorted it all out. But um, and then also, I mean, in the press releases, uh, Hank Starr, who... Uh, was a producer on Ill Street 1976. Uh, he's he's been name dropped quite a bit. I, I get a feeling that he came on and and helped them, you know, figure out the logistics of having something with a licensed property and and help them sort of wade those waters. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this man. And 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 the Buenos are coming back to Los Angeles. That's always good news too. So it's um we'll get into it when the time comes um properly. But this is an insane accomplishment. Like. I was trying to think about it. I can't think of too many documentaries that have pulled off what this one has. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I, I say that as somebody who has a subscription to Shudder, and there are a couple of like Return to Crystal Lake and stuff like that, yeah. three-hour documentaries about you know these other properties, sort of thing. But man, their access to people and the they you know they paced it out. There was. They want to get it done, but they didn't rush it. You know, they looked, they picked their shots. And I mean that metaphorically, not specifically. They did that too, obviously, uh, editing the movie. But, you know, they, in the end, people are like grumbling, like, oh, I backed that so long ago and I got nothing to show for it. It's like, you got better because it turned into two movies. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like it's, well, and, and there was more time <clears throat> to dig and find the archival. You know, I, exactly. I, was, I was here in LA helping them find stuff at the Academy Library. I know Derek Osborne was helping them find stuff. Uh, there you was know, a point that takes six time. Year, yeah, there was a point six years ago they, they had a cut. I just, it's nothing like what we're about to get because uh, even then uh, he was talking about you know, the limited amount of, of archival stuff they could use, right? Because that that stuff has to get cleared and sorted out but yeah. man they played a long game and oh, boy this just exceeds anything i can think of yeah like, and and a great i mean for the 35th anniversary uh, especially when you're at fan fest you're perfect timing it's perfect timing and and that's what it should have been uh, in the first place uh, uh so don't yeah. don't let him uh, if you see anthony there uh, congratulate him and don't let him tell you this was his plan all along because it was not <laughs> Uh, and Anthony, 100% huggable. Uh, yeah, this is also true. Yes. It is, is yeah. absolutely true. Uh, Paul, uh, be polite. Ivan, uh, I'm legally obliged to tell you, please don't touch Mr. Reitman. <laughs> <laughs> but Anthony, uh, that, that man's a hugger. So yeah. go for it. I don't, know he, I don't know if he doesn't carry first. a cane, so <laughs> there's right. no like defense <laughs> mechanism. Uh, uh, anyways, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, so FanFest is really coming together. Uh, I have a feeling probably programming schedule is coming around the corner sooner than it's later. Gotta here. Be, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and especially for those of the people that have the the higher class packages, the class five, the class ten. Um, I'm sure they've got to be f- figuring out like what time you need to be where and when and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having that in hand, but yeah, I, my assumption is, is we're going to be picking up our stuff there. Cause I am not keen on trying to watch wizard world mail stuff out to us. No, um, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, sure that it will all be, uh, just as you walk through the gates, they're going to be like, here's your bag. Here's your lanyard. Here's your, you know, that's, that's probably going to be the, the assembly line, but 
Um, so yeah, so FanFest coming up soon. Uh, looking forward to seeing. I've seen a lot of people that are now saying that they're going. So looking forward to uh, seeing all those uh, friendly faces that we interact with on, on a day-to-day basis uh, here I, in Los uh, Angeles. Yeah. LA. I'm, I give it two more weeks, maybe a week and a half. And then I think it's going to come to a close, except for people who literally can't, uh, uh, won't know till the last minute whether they can go or not. But I think in the next week and a half to two weeks, there may be, I feel like there's going to be, especially when they announce the programming, there's going to be a couple of things that will come to light and we'll get that last little rush of people going, okay, I'm coming. Okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Okay, I'm coming. And and keeping in mind, there will be surprise guests too, obviously. They're they're probably not going to announce, but... Um, yeah. So, and, and, oh, the other thing that we should mention before we move on is that Paul Feig will be doing photos and autographs, uh, according yes. to the, the press release. So that's again, also good on him, man. That's a classy move to not show up and do the panel and, and jet, uh, he's, he's going to be there and he's going to be available and accessible. So that's, that's super cool. Um, all right. Well, so two, t- two more big news items how are we gonna get through this uh do you want to do score or video game next chris i leave it up to you score okay uh because last week we 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 talked quite a bit about this uh because we had seen the uh listing on uh amazon on uh canada's amazon uh pre-orders but uh now we know all of the details that are fit to print on the upcoming elmer bernstein release of the score and chris uh you were right uh people should listen to you very closely every time because you seem to keep predicting the future which i've noticed i'm concerned that you're clairvoyant here (laughs) i can't do lotto tickets to save my life but when it comes to useless (laughs) nerd stuff watch me go yeah, because uh, you you and I had had a discussion last week when this pre-order popped up and we were talking about, well, it's, it seems like it's a re-release. And you said, you know, I, I hesitate to call it a re-release because I feel like it's actually something new, something different. And turns out you were correct, sir. Uh, we, we got an official press release that on Friday, June 7th, a digital and CD release of Elmer Bernstein's iconic Ghostbusters score will be available, um, remastered with new tracks, uh, with o- omitted things that we have not heard uh, previously released before. Um, and it sounds like it's, again, keeping in mind what we talked about with the Buenos and with FanFest, it seems like it's great timing for the 35th anniversary. Um, and it yeah. uh, comes with liner notes from Peter Bernstein, uh, Elmer Bernstein's son, who is also the... Um, is it orchestrator? I forget what his exact title is. He's he's the one who takes uh, uh, Elmer Bernstein's compositions and and uh, uh, instrument gets, yeah. gets the instrumentation for all of the uh, artists that are, are playing the music. Uh, I think it's orchestrator was his official title. Yeah, um, uh, I mean. This is now official. Uh, let's be honest. When we see Amazon listings, it's not official, but it's kind of a reality. Like it's we we know it's happening because there it is on Amazon. It's just yeah. Uh, people had a lot of questions. I think we can cut to the chase right now. People will be happy to know two things. One, not just Canada, because uh, as we speak, Amazon.com has started taking pre-orders. Yeah, uh, for both the CD and. The vinyl, which is the other thing people, there was people like, is this vinyl? I'll definitely buy it on vinyl. And we didn't know at the time it was just the CD. Uh, And not only is it on vinyl, it's on another one of those beautiful (laughs) glow in the dark, multicolor slime discs. It's uh, two, obviously. I was looking at that going, yeah, I don't know how you, 
Yeah, it's yeah. got to be on on two uh, vinyl uh, platters. Um, and it is. Uh, Canadian is Amazon's pre-ordering at thirty three and change. So do some little bad math, but roughly I don't know twenty five bucks US. That's not uh, bad. Yeah, I I actually put it into my Amazon wish list uh, this evening. So let me see if I can pull it up. But uh, so it it should be said while I'm doing that though that the vinyl score. Um, is being released a little bit after. So June 7th yes. is when you can get your hands on the audio CD and the about, digital uh, release. But July later, 19th yeah, yeah, is the, the vinyl score. Uh, Amazon uh, in the U.S. is thirty nine ninety eight right now. Oh, ha yeah. Well, so. go buy it in Canada because <laughs> your dollar goes further and they want less money for it. Um, yeah. Um, but, but also the vinyl, like you said, is, is a big collector's edition. It's two discs. It's the, the fancy wax, uh, release. It also has what sounds like our extended liner notes from Peter Bernstein. There's like a mm. four page essay they said is included with the vinyl disc. Um, I think that'll be in the CD too. Little, little booklet essays are not e- uncommon. Yeah. But maybe, yeah, maybe formatted differently. I don't know. I'm hoping that the vinyl disc, uh, has like good old fashioned liner notes. Like I'm hoping it's yeah. like that insert that comes out, uh, and uh, we we want to know who plays the piccolo, right? <laughs> so. We do, uh, <laughs> and I'm sure that will actually be in there. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing we found out is people were. It's still not 100 percent clear what's what. What has been made <coughs> uh, uh, clarified to us is that everything on it is, uh, even though maybe re- renamed. Uh, has a parallel on previous editions except for four tracks and we found out what they were um do you want me to should yeah. I just rattle them off so yeah, steel steel drum we knew which we talked about yeah uh one called mistake, mistake. some of these are some of these are out of context which is not gonna help us yeah. much but uh yeah mistake is uh let me look at the listings here 24 it comes right after uh judgment day Oh, so, so it's, it's got to be the containment unit. Uh, it's something omitted in there. Yeah, that's probably. And then the next one is halls, halls, ballroom, trap. No, these are out of order, so they're not yeah. very helpful at all. Halls, I think halls was um, was it? I think it was. It was on the very Saraband, wasn't it? Because it's yeah, it's that sort of like Egon walking wandering, through the hall. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, is that comes late in this listing. So these listings are not in uh, order of the, as they appear in the or movie. maybe they're an alternate, because there may have been alternate cues that were not used and they were rewritten or something. Um, but, Could be. Uh, yeah. But uh, mistake, Halls is, uh, oh, there it is. Halls, it just, there's a note here. Just the intro portion, the latter half was previously released. Ah, Okay. Uh, so we're probably right about where that comes from. Uh, and then the next one is, um, Mr. S- something called Mr. Stay Puffed, which Mr. is another, Steve. well, cause that's the big, you know, the, 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 the horns and the strings, the, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. but I but wonder, m- well, there was at one point, didn't they talk about, they were going to do a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man commercial. Like you were going to see right before the Ghostbusters ad on Dana's TV, like a little snippet of Stay Puffed. I wonder if it's like some source music that he had written. Could be. That'd be fantastic. But yeah, unfortunately, we know which four are the unreleased tracks. Yeah. It's just with the exception of Steel Drum, which is pretty easy to figure out what they're talking about. The other three are a bit of a head scratch about exactly. I guess Halls, because they tell us that it's 
it's a, a previously unreleased portion of something we've already heard, which is, you know, them wandering the hallways of the, uh, the, the Sedgwick there. Uh, we kind of know what that will be as well, roughly. I mean, we've never heard it, but we know what, you know, musical suite it's part of, so to speak. Yeah, that's but uh mistake and Mr. Stay Puffed. Uh, stay tuned. I'm desperately awaiting those Yeah, that's ones. interesting. Well, and I still feel like that, that Zool album version thing, even though they don't specifically call that out, that's something that we haven't heard. I'm, I'm willing to bet that's something that we haven't heard either, but um, interesting. All right, well, so, yeah, so stay tuned. It's great to have official news on something that we talked about last week where we were just sort of like, oh, no, it's on Amazon. We'll figure it out. And then five out of the six things we talked about are confirmed. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. But uh, speaking of which, I guess let's uh, let's talk about something that popped up on a Taiwanese website uh, next <laughs> and see what we get out of that right when the official announcement comes. Uh, so uh, I think Stingray was the first to point it out to us. Uh, forgive me if, if I'm incorrect, but somebody out there on the Twitterverse had uh, clued in the CrossRip uh, Twitter account, and I think that's actually where the news originated, um, that uh, Ghostbusters the video game uh, has been raided in Taiwan for a remastered edition. So you know how the ratings boards usually slip when uh, trailers are coming out or uh, video games or release dates or uh, th- those little nuggets of release date information and, and things that we are not aware of. Uh, that's usually where it slips out and, and leaks. Um, so this particular one uh, for Xbox One... Uh, a remastered version of Ghostbusters the video game may or may not be in the works uh, based upon <laughs> Google Translate really had a tough time with this website when I tried to translate <laughs> it, so I'm not quite sure. I mean, what's what's really kind of confirmation to me that this might be legitimate is that there's a website, there's a playghostbusters.com website that's attached to the uh, rating, and when you hit that, there's no website there, but that's a web that's an address I'm not familiar with yet. So, um, so yeah, so that, that may be something, uh, but also, um, is it mad dog studios? Is that who's listed as the, the publisher of it, Chris? Uh, that's the one being thrown around. Yeah. Um, so also a, a company that's known for, uh, taking, you know, uh, backward compatible games and remastering them for uh, next generation consoles, um, so it, it seems to me like this has some legs to, to walk on and that's why we're talking about it uh, here on the show. Um, and it's, and it's not Jason doing an April fool's joke on Ghostbusters news, which he was quick to point out like, Hey, I joked about this a couple months ago, but this is real now. I swear. I promise you, which was uh, very funny, but, um, yeah, I, I, this is exciting. I mean, as of right now, according to this this uh, uh, Taiwan uh, website, only Xbox. But I'm that maybe that's just the rating board uh, only got a copy of the Xbox version, right, Chris? Like, there's also a possibility maybe PlayStation would it, be involved. Yeah, the possibilities are still there. the The trick is is um, the different ratings boards look for different things. It's quite possible, like. Back in the day, you had to send like gameplay video because not necessarily they didn't necessarily they weren't necessarily going to play the game, but you'd still have to send them a build and and because they probably wouldn't get around to playing it, they want a video to look at and fill out a whole questionnaire sort of thing. So, um, and you kind of do these at a certain point in production too. So it's quite possible that 
uh, Xbox One uh, got through the pipe first, and you know, in the coming weeks, I'm sure people will keep revisiting it, uh, hitting refresh. But it's possible uh, new platforms yeah. might get added. Somebody else found another listing, and it has all the old platforms still listed. So <clears throat> I think what's might end up confusing things a little bit too is that I think because well, this will come to factor into the discussion about what it is and isn't as something that's quote unquote remastered. Um, some places are just kind of expanding it out to the, um, uh, the previous ESRB listings, for example, uh, adding on Xbox one. Uh, so if that's the case, it's kind of, uh, it's not, it's, it's not a lot of information to go on. Uh, so for people who are like, it's not on the PlayStation, we don't know that yet. Heck, well, we don't even know all the details about what this is yet. Yeah. I was going to say, and maybe like, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it since it is just this one website that we don't yeah. have too much information on. But when you do talk about what it is and what it is not like, uh, I've seen a lot of people saying, Oh, I hope they have the parade level involved. And I hope that they add this character. And I hope that, that, um, that that's not probably in the cards, right? Chris, like that's too, like, it's probably too difficult for them to reverse engineer the game engine and get everything up and running bug free, let alone to like add in stuff. Right. It's a lot of work just to get it running again, uh, for a variety of factors. Uh, and, and let's be clear, the, it doesn't sound like the, the PlayStation or the Wii version is coming back. Uh, this well, is strictly yeah. the 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 more realistic rather than the stylized uh, version. Um, the the that one was created by largely you know uh, the 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 oh, gosh help me out here the name of the company that because they had their infernal engine and all that uh, terminal uh, terminal terminal velocity velocity terminal reality terminal, terminal reality. reality thank yeah. you. Terminal Velocity uh, was the movie. There we which go. Was different. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Terminal Reality. Uh, I mean, and that right there, it's their own engine. It's not like they built it with you know licensing you know uh, somebody else's engine to put it together. They built their own, uh, and now they're not around anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then the multiplayer portion was uh, not just the levels, but uh, functionality. It was put together by uh, Three Wave. Third wave, three wave, three wave. I think, and they were here in Vancouver. They no longer exist. Uh, oh, so it means the two companies that put the original game together are not around. It's not like you can say here, uh, update this for us, and you can keep conferring with with people. I'm sure those guys are. You know, they looked at the credits and they're reaching out where they can and all that. That's you know not not the problem. But even then, you'll be asking guys. That thing ten years ago you did, and then we, I, I've had my head I, in yeah. so many other code bases since then. I don't know. They'll have they'll be able to guide a bit or whatever. So that's interesting enough. Like what it's going to take to get that up and running. Um, it's not impossible that they might, for example, um, uh, uh, I don't think they'll throw them out. Uh, just throw them out there, but you know, they might hide as a, a code Easter egg or something like that ways to maybe get some of those weird alternate playable characters that, you know, GameStop and the, the gold backpack or whatever, maybe, or the alternate uniforms. We may see those. I, I don't know. Well, or even uh, in the multiplayer, cause I'm sure the multiplayer will come back, right? In theory, if you're making a backward compatible game, the multiplayer engine 
in theory, uh, should well, come that's back. this whole. It's again, it's one thing to get the single player running everything, and then yeah. it's another one to get it networking and playing with three other people, right? As you play, it's uh, Xbox. Maybe a, maybe Xbox was done first because the multiplayer was still up and running. It was a little easier to uh, yeah to get that functioning. That's but, the other thing too. Yeah. You, if the PlayStation comes back, that doesn't mean multiplayer necessarily comes back as well because you know I don't know. I have no information. You have no information on what the arrangements are on putting the server back up. (laughs) It's, um, there's a lot of question marks. Um, I'd like to think that, I mean, nothing's impossible. Uh, we don't know when they started. That's the other question is people are like, a lot of people don't think we'll see this until next year. Whereas uh, depending on when they got this sorted, that we're seeing the, the the first of these ratings listings hit now suggests to me that we're inside of six months. Um, so if, some if people it's being are, rated by a board. Yeah, sure. It's got, they, it means they're getting ready to, you know, legally put it out with this rating stamped on it. Uh, it might be a legal rating in Taiwan. It's not always a legal rating, but <clears throat> for a triple A like that, yeah, you got to get, get the, the formal stamp on it around the world and the different uh, territories have to give it its thumbs up. Um, so a lot of people are like, oh, fan fest. I'm like a little too soon. I I think (laughs) you never know. There might be announcements too. Who knows? But yeah, the formal announcements at fan fest, but then the game comes out just in time for Christmas. Uh, I, I want to put a podcast bet on Halloween because that's what they did last time too is, uh, yeah, good point. So remaster it and put it out in time for Halloween. So I, I again, I have no proof, but I'll put my heart on that one for a while. I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll see that and I'll say holiday season. Like I'll, I'll get, yeah. I'll give him another couple months uh, and say like just before December. But uh, the um, one thing that I'm really not sure of is people were like, and on the switch, and I'm like, <laughs> the switch power wise horsepower wise can run it it's just again these guys made an engine 10 years ago with no concept of it running on a nintendo platform of any sort right it was just so it's one thing a code base that was created and made to run on pc you know xbox and playstation even though you know they've been updated since then at least there's some you know uh, legacy (laughs) Uh, you know, legacy uh, design to them that you may overlap or allow you to get them up and running again. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. But at the end of the day, though, if you're going to remaster something, you want to probably get as you know much money out of it as you can. Yeah, you so. want that market, and the switch, switch being what it is, uh, that's a huge piece of the market. I mean, selfishly, I want it on the switch because that's that's kind of my platform of choice. That's at your the moment, platform but, now. Here's the um, thing. Here's the thing. I don't. It's not impossible. The trouble is, is that these guys had to get the code. They then have to familiarize themselves with it. And that's not a small undertaking. Uh, and they don't have a lot of reference or documentation, I'm betting, to, to help them out. Yeah. Um, and then they, um, you know, somebody's either going to sit down and go, the way they've made this with... XYZ work, we can uh, make the adjustment so it'll run on the Switch and then everybody will be happy. Or they'll look at it and they'll go, this was built with other uh, things in mind uh, that run completely counter to getting it to work on the, the, the Switch. Yeah, no uh, can so do. It's 
super speculation yeah, time. But, but I think I think the takeaway is oh my god we're getting yeah, it back hooray I mean, it's 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 a wonderful I mean it's a wonderful news item uh, for those of us that continue to play the Xbox 360 version I embrace this with open arms because maybe it means that more people will play the multiplayer too if it's up and running um, but uh, yeah and oh, in credit where credit is due it was uh, Romaine our French listener at the um, game blog who had uh, broken that news there to us go. and uh, so his, his original article was in French and it led us to a Taiwanese uh, website. And again, Google translate was working overtime for me that morning at 9am, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so stay tuned once we have more uh, information, which we may not have until FanFest. who knows, but once we have it, we will of course keep you guys up Don't to wait date. another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. So, uh, yeah, Chris, we, we didn't talk about cereal for an hour, which is what I thought might end up happening this week because we had something that <laughs> was supposed to be scheduled this week but fell through, and uh, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And then, of course, all of these huge news items hit, so we, we had plenty to talk about. But, uh, yeah, yeah. What, do you got, what do you got in terms of uh, some final thoughts? I got nothing. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. Um <laughs> I really don't. It's been very busy. Um, yeah, same, same here. Yeah. You know, we're heading into summer. We're, you know, uh, and, and I, I don't know for you, but for me, there's certain uh, uh, trade shows and conventions that got to be taken into account. There's work that's got to get sorted. Uh, I will be away at FanFest, so I got to get that sorted. Uh, there's family summer stuff to sort out. <laughs> Yeah, so, there's okay, a lot. There's started. a lot going on. I, 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 there's all these awesome things in in the Ghostbusters world that we're talking about. Of course, pop culture, as we kind of talked about at the top of the show, is uh, kind of exploding at the moment. But yeah, family stuff, and um, I've, I've got a, a baby who's moving into a toddler bed, and I'm trying to figure that out right now. And but, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I hear you. But I mean, the good news is, as as much as the world continues to want to weigh on our shoulders uh i do feel like ghostbusters continues to be that sort of like escape and that's uh absolutely as, as you and i continue to to joke like oh god please just <laughs> why are we still doing the podcast what are we doing but every week it's like we can talk about something awesome and i feel i don't i i feel reinvigorated it sounds cliche but every time you and i talk and i'm like i'm excited about 20 things that we talked about this week and that's yeah um in terms of pop culture that makes me feel good so uh, yeah i don't don't really i don't really have a final thought uh well other than now that i've done the patches i kind of want to do some pins but i haven't (laughs) i haven't figured it out yet (laughs) 
I, I do need to I need to say that uh, when Kelly saw the patch, she was like, "What is it with you nerds and patches? Don't you guys do enamel pins? Like I thought that's the thing now." And I was like, "Ah." Oh, we do both. Ah. Burned by my own wife about my <laughs> own nerdery. I um. What I gotta figure out now is, like, I guess some people sell their patches direct to people, and I did that with the PC one, and I like to think I did pretty well, but it was, wow, it was hectic. That's a lot of, I mean, if you're sending out uh, however many it is, 30, 40, even 20 is, is kind of, you know five here five there five there and it it takes some time you got to go to the post office and yeah i think the final count was 57 went out whoa all right i was only intending to do 40 but it was wow some of those were um you know i uh there were people that uh i i wanted to send some to and all that it's um so let's put it this way: the cross rep patch will be slightly (laughs) less rare than the pc patch at uh at fanfest um but just the whole handling the, the 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 PayPal thing, like it went relatively smooth. But I think I kind of I don't know. I gotta figure out like, do I set up an Etsy or do I just set up a PayPal store button sort of thing? Yeah, like, how does that work? Uh, uh, Proton pins. You out there listening? How how should Chris do it? How should how should I do it? Because really, I'd like to just make it available, and then I mean, I don't mind you know, the step of putting things together and mailing it out. It's just, uh, you know, interacting with people to, you know, uh, any questions they have, I guess that's fine too. But then the final transaction and making sure I have an address to send it to and all <laughs> yeah. that, I'm looking for something slightly more automated that it just lets me know that yeah. time, to, time to put one in a, an envelope and send it off. I mean, that's that's the nice thing about the, the CrossRip store is that it's all, it's through a fulfillment agency. So, you know, you put in your order and, and they receive it and they package it up and they make it all nice and pretty and they send it to you. Uh, yeah. But, well, maybe I should talk to you then about uh, yeah, maybe those we, options. Yeah, maybe we throw them to our warehouse uh, in, I think it's in Chatsworth here in, in California. But There you go. Um, so yeah, so, uh, but yeah, uh, keep your eye on what, what's the name of the Facebook group again, Chris, the Ghostbusters pins and patches, uh, patches and pins, pins and patches. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, well, it's pretty easy. You, you type any combination of that in and it'll, it'll show up. It'll pop up. Yeah. So Ghostbusters uh, patch and pin patch and pin. And if you are not on the Facebooks, uh, like yours truly, uh, hit, hit Chris or I up and we'll, we'll figure out something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not cutting people out by doing that. I know some people can't see the Facebooks, uh, the book faces. Um, it's just, we're down to a few weeks before I just want to quickly recoup the money yeah, so I can, yeah, uh, exactly. so I can pay Ivan Reitman for a hug. Uh, <laughs> and then, no, don't, uh, don't pay him. That's even worse. It's like the, the Memphis guys were like, oh, how does this apply to lap dances? I'm like, that's doubly wrong. What, <laughs> what are uh, we dealing with here, guys? I'm going to quickly uh, throw some out there. And for people who are like, I really, really want one. Uh, or people who uh, missed out on the PC patches. Or people who got one and said, you know, my buddy or my wife or my girlfriend saw it. And they, now they want one. Uh, there'll be more later. Uh, don't don't yeah. don't worry about that. Even if you and I go to FanFest and we we come back empty-handed with like we have none of ours left, um, it's not that I have the process down. It's very easy. 
the people I deal with even have a thing where I just go to the website and press a button and it, that says order more. <laughs> we don't have to go through the process, like the okie dokieing or anything. I just yeah, say make do another make me run. X amount more, yeah. do another run. Uh, so there'll be, I'll be, yeah, another reason why I want to kind of maybe set up a store thing so I can just sort of put it up and then people can go find it. And, yeah, uh, and everybody can get their hands on one if you want one. Yeah. But yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, so st- stay tuned to the Facebook page and uh, hit us up on on uh, d- send us a, a DM, hit us in the private messages and let us know if you want to. But um, all right, well until next week, uh, where I'm sure we'll talk about cereal and then five thousand other awesome things will happen. <laughs> we'll see you all on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so cool.